So I am here with Paul Woolen, who is going to be speaking to us today a bit about TWI's adaptability. Um, as part of our Living Our Values campaign, we're on the adaptability value and who knows more about adaptability than Paul. Paul, you've been with TWI since 1992 and have witnessed several periods of organisational change in your career. Can you give us a brief overview of your journey with TWI? Yeah, thanks Vicky. Um, so I came to TWI, as I say, 3rd of February 1992. I, I joined as a project leader, and, and apologies if I don't get the dates right, but um, I, I worked as a project leader slash senior project leader for a couple of years, I think it was. And then an opportunity came up to be section manager. I think it was for stainless steel and non-ferrous metal, it was called. And then I think the section changed its name a few times over the years. I, I probably took on some slightly different groups of people. And I think it was something like 2004, 2005. My, uh, my boss at the time, Peter Hartz, retired uh, in the materials group. And I, I applied and got the job of the materials group manager. Uh, the, the group then changed a little bit. Um, quite topical since we're talking about adaptability so again some people sort of came in and moved out and I think it became the materials corrosion and surfacing group uh, and I managed that until 2010 when I applied for the I applied for the research and technology director job which had been held by Christoph and then um, it was split into two and I became research director and then he became technology director and I've, I've been on the TWI board with Slightly different titles ever since over the last 10 and a bit years. Um, technically, I suppose I ought to talk a little bit about what I've done, because um, although I've, I've taken on quite a lot of different jobs and managerial positions, uh, it was actually the engineering that brought me to TWI. Uh, so I came in with a background in fatigue of nickel super alloys, uh, so it was obvious that I would be asked to look at the corrosion of stainless steels when I came to TWI, and that's essentially because that's what the members had issues with. Um, so we were looking at pitting corrosion of duplex stainless steels in, in seawater. And then over the years, there were a number of hydrogen embrittlement issues came up. And these were the, the great opportunities, if you like, that I got in my career to look at something really novel. So we looked at hydrogen embrittlement of duplex stainless steels, nickel alloys, uh, and, and dissimilar joints. And all of this was in the North Sea at that time. So I got a great introduction to the oil and gas industry and all the problems and all the new materials and things that had, had emerged since I've left university. So. Yeah, lots of change. I'm um, inspired that you've managed to keep up with all the section changes, to be honest, Paul. Try, but it's a constant battle. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. I like the acronym Buster on Milo, actually, for that. Um, so in your opinion, what have been the most momentous eras of change for TWI? Yeah, when I look back, um, this question reminds me of um, someone who left TWI a few years ago now, maybe four or five years ago, saying to me that he, he was a bit disappointed at what things were like at TWI and it wasn't what he sort of hoped it was. And, and I said, you know, you, you really should have been here in 1992 because the, the, the organisation has come a huge way. It's progressed enormously in lots of, lots of positive ways. So, of course, there's always negatives at work, but um, we, we, we have seen enormous change. When I look back, the, the, the key changes were when I joined still had a central grant from the government. So if you remember that TWI was BWRA, set up in 1946 with 50% government funding. I think until about 1995 or 1996, we used to get a, a grant of a few million pounds a year from the government. 
So we were still centrally funded. And then under John Major, that, that grant was taken away. So that, that ultimately was the, the, the biggest change, I think, through my time. But I don't think we never fully grasped that until recently, that um, from that day, we were an independent business that had to look after itself, that no, nobody was going to give us money to, uh, to do research just because we did good work. So that, 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 I think, is the single most significant change, but it's taken a long time for the impact be felt if you like so that, that that's a key a key one um the buildings have changed enormously when when i started at twi um lots of little disparate buildings around site uh, really a lot of them quite old and tatty we used to spend a lot of time leaking uh, fixing the leaks in the roof in the materials department that was a sort of part-time job um so, so when we when we moved into when when, when bevan had the idea of the granter park and then we moved into our own new buildings, I think that was nine, uh, 2004. Uh, we suddenly went from, I'd say, sort of Stone Age, really, into really quite modern buildings. But that, that was an enormous change. Uh, then when we got the NSERC grant, or surf slash NSERC, to, to build the, the three additional buildings <clears throat> and sort of join up this, uh, this big integrated facility on, on the Abington site, that, that was a massive change. Um, it changed the face of the organisation. We got rid of all the old buildings at that point, apart from one or two that are still there, which appear old, but actually better than the ones we got rid of. Uh, so we got rid of the real old buildings and, and, and modernised the site enormously. So I think that, that made a huge impact on, on CWI's image as an organisation. I think the, the building projects have been huge. Uh, the other thing I would say is with every new CEO, you get a new style of organisation. So Bevan was very um, driven around the Granter Park, uh, development. So he, I, I don't quite know when he had that idea, but I think it was around 19, late 90s we started sort of digging up the farmland around TWI to, to develop this new park. Um, so, so Bevan had a particular interest in the park and, and realised how important that was to TWI's future. Uh, Bob John came in and was a big advocate of uh, public funding, which ultimately led to the big grant for, for NSERC and SURF. Uh, Christoph was a great sort of operational efficiency man and sort of pushed the organisation to, to try and do more and more. And I think we, it was a time when we, we grew uh, quite a lot. And then obviously now we've got a mere in post. So th those, those are some of the, the, the big changes. I think they, I say the government grants, the buildings and the CEOs. Was it Bevan who did the train track around Grants Park? Uh, it was Bevan. Um, it was entirely his idea, I believe. He was a great steam enthusiast. I've heard this. Yeah, and I think I think we actually donated the engine. Where, well, I can't remember where he got the engine from, but we we donated it, I think, to the museum at Bressingham. So I suspect if you go to Bressingham Steam Museum, there's actually some relics of the TWI uh, oh. railway. Well, when I, when I look back, there was, there was a day where we had a grand opening, and you, you probably don't remember any of this. There was there was a bridge about where building one is now, where the, where the, the canteen and the library is. And it, we went out over, so, so it was like a circular bridge, or semi-circular bridge rather, that went out over this, over the void and back, j just for the sake of it. And we, we built this bridge and then we, we put dignitaries on the train and sent them out on the, on the bridge. And like, oh, <laughs> uh, with, with my health and safety hat on, I'm not sure it was... Uh, yeah, you'd never get away with it anymore, Paul. So yeah, that was, a, that was a real quirky throwback, if you like, to the way things used to be. Yeah, I still hear people speak very fondly about um, the train track around Grants Park. 
Um, so we all, at some stage, experience reluctance to change. It's always hard to step out of our comfort zone. Um, it's very unsettling for many of us. What were the biggest challenges in bringing staff on the journey of change that you've witnessed? Um, well, if, if, I suppose from, from my own point of view, I suppose, particularly when you become a director, you realise that you, you, ultimately there's nobody else other than you to help the organisation through, through periods of change. I think that the biggest challenge I found is, is when you're not quite able to articulate with crystal clarity to the staff what the reason for the change is. And I think that's, that, that's been one of the real challenges, I'd say, over the last 25 years since that government grant was taken. I don't think we've ever articulated to the organisation clearly um, what the business model is. You know, we, we, we recognised that we were an independent entity and nobody was going to look after us. We had to be a, a successful business in our own right. But I don't think we were ever able to articulate the business model and how we were supposed to do that. So I think, I think that, that difficulty in expressing reasons for change and the need for change is, is one of the biggest challenges yeah. i think once people understand and believe in change then i think they'll go with it but it's when there's sort of lack of certainty yeah and lack of what the why i guess yeah, but lack of why um mm -hmm. and it, because if you don't know why you don't know quite how to change mm. you find yourself changing and not really getting the desired outcome I guess. yeah and what in your experience when has been a period of time in your career when you've seen TWI adapt well to change and how did this contribute towards TWI success? Yeah, well, interesting. I think um, one of the real successes of TWI in, in terms of adapting, I, I would say, is, has been around the oil and gas industry. So TWI, um, I don't know when we started working with the oil and gas industry, but certainly in the 70s, if not 60s. And I think that was really what, drove the growth of TWI as something more like a business rather than a research institute. We started to get lots of demands uh, to, to help people to actually build things in the North Sea and ensure structural integrity and that everything was, was welded properly. So we, we got a massive pull from the North Sea and then as the oil and gas industry moved away and expanded from the North Sea, um, a lot of the more exciting activity was going on elsewhere. But TDBI's ability to move to the Middle East, to the Southeast Asia, to develop relationships around the world with key parties in Houston, uh, I'm sure in recent years in China, our, our ability to move and follow the business, uh, or to follow the engineering challenges, as such, say, we, we, we've done really well. I think that's a credit to us and a credit um, to, to the members for recognising our competence and, and helping us um, to respond to those changes. But I think in that sense, uh, responding to what the members have asked, required of us, we've actually done very well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and what about, so obviously that was a time when TWI adapted well to a change. When have you seen TWI not adapt well to a changing environment and what have been the learning experiences to come out of this? Yes, I, I think, um, I go right back again to the, uh, the removal of the government grant. So I, I think if you look back at what we've done to respond to being a, an independent business, it's, it's always been a little bit piecemeal. So I think we never really responded to that. Let's say that's, that's sort of what we've continued to struggle with this year. And I think the, the reorganization of the director responsibilities is a key part of moving towards being a, a business rather than being structured. Uh, but essentially to spend somebody else's money. I, I remember once going to a 
Cambridge Ahead meeting where I was describing a particular challenge that we had at the time. I can't remember which one it was. But I remember somebody, we were split up into little groups and we were talking through problems and somebody said, oh, I see what the problem is. You were never set up as a business, were you? You were set up to spend other people's money. And, and that was essentially, that's essentially the crux of the problem. Um, and I, I guess, I say Be Bevan dabbled by trying to change people who are in certain positions to certain skill sets, but we never really restructured the organisation to be a, an effective business in its own right. Mm. So that was a real challenge. And do you feel like that we're on the kind of cusp of that change now? Yes, we are. Yeah. Um, we, um, what would I say, I say under on, on, on Bob John, we, we, we tried to grow the business. I think Christoph continued that the sort of growth, everything will be okay if we grew. But I think there were actually some fundamental structural issues with the organisation and that's, so, so what, what's the lesson from that? I think the lesson is probably that we, deep down, we knew that, but I say we, we didn't, we didn't express it, articulate it and, and sort of deal with it. Uh, effectively so so probably comes back to the um, board responsibilities and making sure that all risks are being looked at I think we, again, we, we're, we're looking constantly now with our risk register and trying to understand the risks and define them better and I think in the past we probably haven't been very good at the organisation. And I, even from my point of view Paul from um, minuting the council meetings the, f the five years I've been doing that I can see a vast change in the robustness of council now. Yes, so that is true, actually. To, 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 be, to be fair to all the people who've worked in TWI and, and, you know, and worked very hard to make it a success, uh, the, the ultimate challenge we face is lack of robust and independent governance. So I think without that uh, critical eye looking over what over our shoulder we thought we were doing what was appropriate for the organization mm. uh, but I think we, we I say we were missing some things and I, yeah so that the, the new makeup of the council I say particularly with that independence and, and experience of other organizations and the pitfalls of business and and, 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 the, and the importance of cash over profit and yeah all host of things around financial robustness it's um, it's been a huge advantage that we've had in the last year or eight yeah, it has been great seeing the kind of new um, areas of expertise that now sit on council as well. Um, so how important is it for TWI to be adaptable as an organisation? And what do you think the consequences could be for us if we don't adapt well? Yeah, well, I could, uh, I could draw on the Darwin quote, which I'll probably now misquote completely. Um, you know, it's... It's not about the survival of the fittest, it's about the survival of the most adaptable. And I think that's something that we see in the whole world. Is it, you know, and, okay, I probably misquoted Darwin and maybe he, he misquoted somebody else, but the need to be adaptable is absolutely critical in the modern world. And I'm sure it always was in the, in the ancient world as well. Um, things only tend to get more complex, uncertain, um, confusing. And I think uh, you have to be able to adapt to whatever whatever you see on, on a day-to-day -day basis, really. And, and so I think that, that, that that's, I, I think, a, a function of the human state, if you like, that that's, that's the way the world evolves. So we just have to carry on adapting. Like I say, I've, I've every confidence that we can adapt to the engineering needs of the, the, the members. It's, it's uh, that the real challenge has been the, the sustainability of the business over the last few years. And finally, Paul, as the rollout of the COVID vaccination programme continues and we move 
ever close closer to emerging from the uncertainty of the past 12 months into a new normal what do you think are the biggest opportunities available to TWI? I think that the, the biggest opportunity is to um, stick to our knitting, stick to what we're good at. Um, if you look at what's happening in the world, massive attention on sustainability, net zero, um, recycling, and, and TWI has lots of technologies that can contribute to this. So. Um, there's going to be lots of exciting things happening in space, nuclear power, um, wind, energy, electric vehicles, and, and everybody, so everybody out there is having to adapt to the new world. They're all trying to make new things. Uh, and if we're going to survive as, as a race, if you like, we need to start making things that last longer and are sustainable. And this is the way the whole world is going. So our structural integrity technologies that we've got, I, I think will be in massive demand. Um, it means that other people will enter our competition space because they will uh, equally be, be interested in this area. And you, you can see that with the, if you like, the, the multiplication of, of potential competitors uh, in, in our space. So it's, it's good that we're still in a market where, where people uh, see opportunities. But this is, this is why if we just stick to our, our unique heritage, if you like, of engineering and structural integrity, we, we've actually got a great opportunity to continue to thrive in that space. So. Well, I guess what is on sustainability, I think we'll be fine. I guess what TWI has that a lot of competitors don't is the 75 years of experience. We, we have 75 years of experience. We, we've learnt to do things um, that other organisations haven't learnt to. So, you know, I talked about some of the negatives of, of TWI not adapting to being a business, but some of the ways that we work, which aren't always written down, uh, you know, the way people come into the organisation, engage with their peers and learn other things from each other and work together and also the independence of TWI that, that we're not tied to a particular brand or somebody trying to sell a particular product uh, is it, tremendously powerful so yeah no, no you're right our, our history uh, the heritage and um, hopefully that that technology that's rooted through the organization will, will stand as in good stead. Well, that's, that all sounds very exciting things ahead of us and I'm sure everybody will look forward to seeing each other again when we're back on site. In the I'm sure we all will. Uh, yeah. A big part of TWI being, like say, being surrounded by like-minded people and, uh, and having ideas together and, and, and talking about the future. Very much looking forward to it.